Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, bringing you a bonus episode of Kentucky Daily this weekend. So the Kentucky men's basketball program, they've been going around the state putting together their satellite camps. Uh, they've done one in London, Kentucky. They, I was in Bardstown area a couple of weeks ago. They've been to Covington. They've been to different locations the last couple of weeks. And at each of those stops, UK makes one player or an assistant coach available for interviews. Uh, so the first day was Jacob Toppin. I was at that one. I didn't get to make it to some of the others due to my schedule. But then I ended up going up to the father-son camp on Friday night. And then they had the father-daughter camp at Memorial Coliseum Joe Craft Center on Saturday. On Friday, UK made available Kentucky point guard Xavier Wheeler. So I was there for that interview. It's about a 12-minute interview and I got the idea that since UK is not showing live stream or putting the, that audio out there, I know you've read some stories either from my outlet or some other outlets around UK Athletics that had some quotes in there from Savir. But I thought it would be cool to kind of just bring you the interview. And that's something that Derek and I have decided that we're going to do maybe when we get into the regular season of football and the season with basketball as well. So maybe mix up some sound bites and stuff from post game some of those interviews that you read quotes about, but you don't get the full interview, uh, going to pull some of those and maybe run them as audio, just as additional episodes throughout the weekend, just in case you want to hear maybe the three post the three players post game with men's basketball and the multiple post game interviews with football. Uh, so I was there Friday night with Xavier Wheeler. It's a twelve minute interview. There was probably seven or eight uh, beat writers there uh, doing the interview. So I'm going to bring you that audio. It's, I think, probably going to be about a 14, 15-minute episode. Uh, but I hope you enjoy that. hope it gives you a little bit of insight into uh, what those sessions are like uh, with the U.K. men's basketball team. Uh, Savir is a really good interview. Talked a lot about his progress this offseason, working on his shot, the way the team is gelling together, getting to know his teammates and what their strengths and how they want the ball and stuff on the floor, which is very beneficial. If you can do that as a point guard and is really crucial and critical to the success of this team. But a uh, pretty cool interview. As always, this is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub with three locations, one in Palmville, one in Williamsburg, and one in London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check out all three of those Facebook pages for more information. But let's go ahead and jump into that interview with Savir Wheeler. Well, Savir, you're uh, going to be the point guard on a team with a bunch of strangers. Almost. You haven't played with them. How does that play on your mind? Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just like, hanging around each other outside the court, just getting to know each other, getting to know each other's personality. Um, you know, Coach Cal, we've done already a lot of team bonding activities. Um, we're doing camps together. We're, we're constantly hanging around each other. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. As long as you feel comfortable with the player, you know, you can trust um, one another and have that love and passion for another. I think things, things go very smoothly. And, um, and we're putting a lot of work in. We're putting a lot of workouts in. We're playing pickup. Um, we're doing the extra things to make sure we have that advantage that necessarily any team um, last year didn't. They didn't have that. So um, you know that all that's been going really well, and, and I think that's going to help us. How how far along are you in terms of learning your teammates' strengths and weaknesses, where they want the ball? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I learn I learn something new every time we play. Um, a guy shows me something that he didn't previously. Um, <laughs> a lot of things is super surprising, but it's also to know that man, these guys are good too. Um, these guys can play at any level. They can play anywhere. And um, to be here at the University of Kentucky, where, I mean, that's, that's the best of the best, the lead of the elite. 
and um, I know I'm getting to know it, and it's been a super fun process so Can far. Can you give me an example of something that you've learned about a teammate? So um, I mean, I can go down on the list of every single player, but uh, these guys are a lot bigger than I thought they were. Um, and that's really saying something because I'm used to being around a whole bunch of big guys. Uh, but these dudes are they're, they're physically gifted. I mean, these dudes, are, they work super hard. Um, they compete. They want to win. I mean, we compete in the little things, not even basketball, just in the weight room or just playing pool. Um, everyone wants to see who, who's, who's the best. We're playing, competing in 2K. We're competing in this and competing in that. So um, we're a competitive bunch, but we also you can tell that we love each other already. Um, we're going to do some special things here, and I know everyone has each other's back. Can you describe your leadership style, how you go about it? Yeah, my leadership style, um, I would describe it as um, uh, being a servant leader. I mean, to me, that's how I am. I always want to put others first and make everyone else's lives easy. Because um, I know if everyone else is satisfied, everyone else is happy, um, all those things are kind of going to come back to me. And uh, my biggest thing is instilling confidence into others, um, empowering guys, making guys feel comfortable, feel happy, and, and going out there and performing your best, whether it's, you know, um, in basketball, outside of basketball, kind of being someone you want to hang around um, when you're down, or even you know, continue to if, uh, uplift your spirits when, when you're when you getting that confidence. And um, that's how I would describe my leadership, but also at the, on the flip side, holding guys accountable when I need to. When we talked during that Zoom call uh, a little bit ago, one thing that stuck out to me was you rattled off that list of all Cal's guard combinations he's mm -hmm. had since he's been here. Now that you're in the craft center, walking down the hallway, seeing all the history, is it kind of cool to now that you're actually here living that living that history yourself? Yeah, um, I, I don't think it's hit me yet. Yeah. Um, I think it's just because I haven't been on um, on campus, whether that's you know going to class and seeing everyone. But um, I mean, it's my first time ever on uh, the UK campus, and it's been it's crazy um, just to see the tradition and also just how recent it is. Like I, I know some of these guys personally that have been here, and um, it, it's been super super cool. And I'm um, you know look forward to you know trying to be a part of that, that, that tradition and that history that's, that's been established here. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Georgia. Give her an assist, right? Yes, she did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad I finished the play. <laughs> Georgia struggled to shoot last year, mm -hmm. and I remember you on the teleconference saying that impacts the point guards play. Mm -hmm. Here, it, it sounds like you guys are going to be pretty good. You're going to have good shooting. Mm -hmm. How do you think that can enhance your game? Uh, it's going to make my game uh, more exciting. Um, it's going to make our team a lot faster. Um, guys are going to have to you know, get to spots and guard us from everywhere, from all over the court. And um, I think that's going to help me because, you know, the, me driving, me attacking, they're going to have to honor those guys. So that's more layup opportunities, more floater opportunities, more opportunities to, you know, hit the lob. And also with that, if I pitch it and they drive off the closeout, now I'm, you know, in range to shoot or I'm ready or I have my feet set and I'm working on my shooting I've done all summer and I've already seen a lot of progress. Um, so it's going it's to benefit me um, playing with guys who can really space the floor. Um, but it's also going to benefit them because it's hard to deal with a guy like me coming downhill full speed at you. We have to decide whether you're going to stop me or give up a three to a 40 plus percent three, uh, three point shooter. How is your shooting right now? What, oh, it's what good. sort of percentage 
would you expect to be? 35 plus, definitely. Um, I expect that. And uh, if you want to ever come <laughs> test it out, we can, we can have a little shootout ourselves <laughs> and see what it's really about. But um, I definitely expect for me to shoot the ball a lot better than I did last year. Um, I've put in a lot of time, a lot of reps. Um, the confidence has always been there, but, uh, you know, f fixing some things mechanically. And um, I think I'm, I'm going to have a really good shooting year. What do you mean mechanically? Um, almost, uh, needing fixing. I'm just having the, the same set point. I'm releasing the ball from the same spot every time, having consistency. Um, sometimes I have a tendency to start the ball on my right side, um, and it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to have consistency when you're starting from there. When I'm left-handed, um, the ball should be lined up, hip, you know, shoulder, follow through. Um, that's the kind of things I've been focusing on, and um, I've seen seen immediate results. And um, I've been working hard ever since, you know, our last game, which was in Missouri back in March or whatever it was. Do you, you're as a lefty, do, do defenses play you to go left a lot? And do you, uh, um, you know? Uh, every team has done something different. Oh, um, okay. You know, I, I've been successful how I've been playing uh, this far. <laughs> um, you know, teams have tried to force me right. Um, I still go left. Teams have forced me left, and I've gone left. So um, I, I've seen everything. Um, and, I, and I think, um, you know, me being a student of the game and being around basketball minds, um, I've grown to adapt to every single um, situation that I've, I've you know, put, I've been put into. I'm gonna watch a lot of film. Um, and, you know, I try to be the smartest guy out there. How do you think it'll help you that you, you've played SEC competition? Mm -hmm. Several of your teammates have not. Mm -hmm. How do you think that can help? Um, definitely, you know, like you said, just experience. Um, being in those situations, being the, a guy who can, you know, calm everything down. Um, as far as like, when you're gonna face adversity. That's inevitable. Um, we're playing in a, you know, the best league in the country. Um, we are Kentucky. We're going to get everyone's best shot. And sometimes at some point on the road, we're not going to make shots. Um, every game is not everyone shooting 40-plus, um, making all free throws, all layups. So it's going to be a time where we got to fight the reversity. And me being there, um, me being those, in those situations, being a leader, being a guy who's going to you know, um, get everyone together, keep them loose, um, and, and constantly inst and, empower and instill confidence, I think that's where I'm going to come in. And I mean, just to let the guys know, man, it's okay to make mistakes. I mean, it's okay to learn. I mean, that's the game of basketball. It hasn't been a perfect game yet. From the best players of all time, they haven't played. Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, those guys haven't played a perfect game, so we can't expect to. Um, we, can, we can try to pursue perfection as close as you can, but at the end of the day, stay happy, stay loose, stay confident, and believe in each other. So what's been your reaction? What's your reaction to the camps? I'm sorry, you said it one time? The reaction to the camps overall, like Kentucky basketball, you said it hasn't all the way hit you yet, mm -hmm. but when you see all the kids and everybody coming out across the... Yeah, the I think the craziest thing um, is, is the amount of fans, the amount of kids, the um, amount of you know, parents who kind of just know my story. Just you know, I've never had a conversation. Um, I've never done like an interview like this. I'm up, cl up close with you guys, and everyone just knowing my name, knowing where I come from, knowing the success I had. And just showing that their love and belief in me and how happy they are that I'm here. Um, and that's been the biggest thing. And also, you can see our impact directly. Um, you know, you can see how us signing an autograph, us taking a picture, um, us having that close time one-on-one -on -one with, with the camper and how that affects them and how that affects their, um, whoever brought them, their parent, their guardian, or their grand grandparents or aunts. So, um, I mean, it's been super cool. It's been super surreal. And um, it's, just, it's just a blessing. You talked about, you know, everyone, or Kentucky getting everyone's best shot. You've mm -hmm. been on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. From an opponent's standpoint, was it like, you know, going up against Kentucky, seeing Kentucky on that chest, and how will that affect your game this season? Um, this past year, um, we beat Kentucky. 
I just want to put that out there. <laughs> but um, obviously, it was a big game. Um, you know, it was at home. It was a must-win game. Um, we had started off slow, in the, you know, in the SEC, and then Kentucky started off three and zero, I believe, last year. Um, so we knew that was a, that was a must-win game, and, and I think prior to that, Kentucky had won the last fourteen or so meetings between Kentucky and Georgia. Um, so you know, I wanted to go in, me being a competitor, me being a winner. I wanted to win that game. Um, I knew I had to perform at least a B, a B, B plus to a better game for in order to have a chance to win. And um, I, I think that happened, and you know, at the end of the day, we got the win. Well, now that you know what that opposing locker room is like, mm -hmm. how will that change your game this year? Now that you are at Kentucky, um, I don't think it changes my, my game at all. I've always had that that uh, attack you mentality. No matter if I'm I am the number one or if I am you know the guy who's chasing the number one, um, you know, I'll never be the favorite, no matter what it is. Um, and, and, I, and I treat every game like that. I treat every game like it's my last game. I treat every game to win, and I treat every game to prove like why I should belong and why I am the best. So uh, I don't think it changes my mentality much, but uh, I think it gives me more of a sense of pride of where I am. You know, I'm representing UK, Big Blue Nation. Um, this, this, is, this is a program that is greatness. It represents a lot. We demand a lot. And, uh, and I'm, I accept that challenge. I look forward to that challenge of being able to, you know, compete, win at a really high level and make a, and make a run at the national championship. Why do you think you developed that mentality of the underdog? Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really say it's underdog, but, um, you know, I grew up, well, my dad, um, we, we, had a, we had a verse, a Bible verse, Numbers chapter 13, and um, it talked about the 12 spies going into the land of Canaan, the promised land. And 10 of those spies was like, man, these guys are too big. The land is too great for us. Like, we don't deserve to be there. But there were two, Joshua and Caleb, who was like, man, Forget what they're saying. Like, we can take this land. This is our land no matter how big they are. Let's just go in there, take what we need, demand, and we can do it. Because this is the land that God has promised us. So if he's promised us this land, why wouldn't we go in there and take it? And, um, and that, that mentality has always been what worked for me. That, you know, that was the roots of my confidence. No matter where you are, no matter what's going on, you've got to be that guy knowing who you are and you can take over any place you are, you are at. And so that, that's, that's what it is. So it's never been an underdog. It's more of like, I deserve to be here. I know why I should be here. I know why I'm qualified and I am the best here. Do you think size has something to do with that? You're not the biggest guard, obviously. Uh, and maybe people mm -hmm. didn't give you uh, enough credit because of your size. Yeah. You know? uh, I might, be, might not be the biggest, but I'm probably one of the strongest and fastest. So uh, I guess two out of three, that's not so bad. <laughs> so um, I never really thought, you know, size of is, you know, no, no. I always thought it was a, as an advantage. I'm the fastest guy on the floor. I'm the lowest to the ground. I have the best center of gravity. I'm the quickest. I can get to balls. I can challenge on defensive end. And offensively, it's hard to contain, you know, smaller guards. No one wants to get down there and, and, and you know, and guard me. And if you are down there, it's very, very, very little. If you could guard there, sit in the stands <laughs> for a period of time and beat me to the next spot, I, I find that very challenging. Talked about some team bonding activities that y'all been doing. You mentioned pool and things like that. Is mm -hmm. what what type of activities have y'all been doing that maybe you didn't get to do last year uh, due to COVID? Um, I know from my, at Georgia, everything was quarantined, and we couldn't really see each other. Even in the next hotel room down, like you could not get out of your room. They had constant um, patrol, like in the hallways, like hey, you can't be out here. You can't talk to anyone. And just being us, just being here, like being with you guys, that's more you know human interaction that I've had all last summer, just right now. Um, and so that, that's the biggest thing. And obviously with my teammates, you know, we're staying in the same place. Um, we're traveling on trains. We're, we're traveling via van to different camps. 
Um, like I mentioned earlier, we're playing, we're downstairs playing the game with each other. I'm watching NBA. I'm with the coaches almost every day. So all that stuff is, is great stuff to build camaraderie and build chemistry and leading up to next year and, you know, obviously the beginning of summer development.